0: GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. Last day of the month going into March 1st. It's not a leap year. Somebody made the mistake yesterday and told me, hey, I'll see you on February 29th. Nope. It's March 1st. And I know I keep harping on the weather. I know. I know it's just like one of those cliche topics to say, hey, let's just talk about the weather. But this is unheard of here in Cleveland. It's like 50 degrees here. We had one snow. It's barely got below freezing. I was actually thinking about leaving. Ohio for about a month because I just couldn't take the winter I didn't have to leave this for me is heaven heaven in Ohio Ohio heaven (laughs) I guess that's something anyway something that's on my radar is the Fed the St. Louis Federal Reserve president told CNBC the other day that they're pushing for 50 basis points when they're going to raise rates next time that's going to be up from the 25 basis points from last time. And the reason is, is because they're seeing signs of even greater inflation, which is you, it's a double-edged sword. This is what's happening. You raise rates, you cause recession. A recession in air quotes. A lot of people say that we've been in recession already, but you cause a recession. And that means that people are going to have less money, lose their jobs. We're going to have financial burdens across the board. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt our economy. It's going to hurt the mom and pops, me and you, especially the middle class, the working class. But if you don't raise rates, even if you start dropping rates, inflation goes up. So you're basically hurting the middle class again, paying more for eggs and, and you know gas and heating and electric. Everything goes up. So what do you do? Anyway, we're going to see what the Fed does. But the Fed is pushing. The St. Louis Fed president is pushing for 50 basic points and be aggressive through 2025. Today's show Real quick, we're going to go into crypto prices. We're going to talk about daily news, and I can't wait to tell you about the crypto prices today. We have a lot of Ethereum news, so let's get straight into that. And like I said, we're going to talk about uh, the crypto prices at staking. We're also going to talk about NFTs and gas fees. The time is 8:55 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $23,428, pretty much even from yesterday. Ethereum's at $1,631, down about a half a percent from yesterday. Tether's number 3, Binance is at 302, down about 0.7%, and USDC is number 5, rounding off the top 10. We have XRP, Cardano, Dogecoin, Matic is down 2% by the way at $1.22 and BUSD is dropping to number 10. You know, they're having a war right now between Coinbase, Circle, and every other stablecoin or exchange in North America. They want dominance. Is Brian Armstrong going to be the the next Fed chair, like the new digital neo-Fed? Is Brian Armstrong going to be the strongest person, most powerful person since the Rothschilds? (laughs) He's positioning himself this way. And I've been keeping an eye on Avalanche too. And Avalanche is a sitting at 1759. As you know, we had the founder of Avalanche on the show in our long form on Saturday. If you haven't listened, please go back to Saturday's episode and listen to Amin Gunsira talk to Dan Roberts and Stacey Elliott. It's down 12.7% in seven days. The total market cap is in at 1.067 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 42.3 and an F dominance of 18.7. And really quick, I want to take a look at Coinbase is sitting below $59. It's at $58.96. It was up yesterday. It's up pre trading. So Coinbase is looking good. Do you remember when I told you about Testnet F? It got up to $1.60. Now that's not good. Going up in price for something that should be free. That should be being able to be used for just testing the network by developers and creators shouldn't have a price. And so that's why Ethereum developers are going to let the testnet slowly die. This is okay because they said that testnets, the developers, the Ethereum developers, say that testnets shouldn't be sitting around forever. They have a one, two, three year lifespan. And that's why developer Tim Bako is pushing for a new testnet called Holly. And with this, they're going to make it easier for testnet f to get into your hands and for people to use the testnet. And I know people hate them when I say F and not ETH. Vitalik, he says ETH. The other co-founder, Joe Lubin, he says F. Another Ethereum development is that the gas fees are slowly climbing as well. For the past nine months or so, Ethereum gas fees was sitting between 10 and 20 GUE. But this month, they rose to around 38 gwei, And this is because of Blur and OpenSea. They've been... Well, basically, driving in adoption. They've been fighting for the NFT marketplace. So they're lowering their fees. They're uh, lowering, lowering uh, creator fees or royalties, as we said before. They're capping it at, are they're only enforcing 0.5%. And so, what that means is like a lot of people are rushing into the NFT space right now. They're seeing the opportunity. They're like, hey, we can make more money. It's cheaper to transact, it's cheaper to buy, sell, mint on these platforms. They're having a war with each other. So, we're going to capitalize as the customer, as the retail customer. And so because of that, you're going to need gas on Ethereum to do all these transactions. So gas fees are going up. And another Ethereum news and the last Ethereum news we have today is that we're one step closer to the major upgrade Shanghai. And they're testing something called Shanghai Capella. Well, they're pushing that together. It's called Chapella. Well, this testnet is going to just work out the kinks of doing this major upgrade. And when they do this major upgrade of Shanghai, you're going to be able to take your F out from staking. You remember when they were switching from proof of work to proof of stake, you needed to lock up 32 F to help validate the network in proof of stake. Well, that F was sitting there for a long time. And when you were staking the F a while ago, it was a couple thousand bucks, you know, hey, I'm gonna put 32 F into the network. It's gonna be a couple thousand bucks, fine. Well, we're sitting at $1,600 F right now. And 32F is quite a bit of money. A lot of people are chomping at the bit to get that out of that staking and take it to exchanges and sell that. Cash it in and do something. Buy a car. Pay off a big chunk of your house. Go on a vacation or multiple vacations. Vacation and put money in the bank. So I'm excited not only for this. I know a lot of people are excited to get that 17 million staked F out of staking. Are we going to see the price drop? Are we going to see people not even move it? Do they rather participate in the network validation then make that money i'm very looking forward to seeing what happens hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Moving into today's headlines, and we got some good headlines for you today. A lot of exciting things happening. We have nuclear, Bitcoin, Yugas, 12x12s. Bitcoin Ordinals. Again, we're just going to keep in the NFT news today. Robinhood and the SEC. The SEC is coming after Robinhood for something. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And SuperRare, which is also an NFT platform. But they have some words about what's happening in the NFT space. So going with our first headline. When you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And in this case, when you have a Bitcoin mining rig, everything looks like a power source. Terror Wolf is going to use nuclear power to mine their bitcoin and it also has a lot more to do with the power grid but i'm going to tell you about that in a little bit back in 2021 TerraWolf first announced that it's going to start nautilus and it's going to be at its full capacity and nautilus is the nuclear power mining it's going to be at its full capacity at q1 this year the fleet is going to consist of 15,000 mine rigs and will have a hash rate of about 1.6 exahashes or about 1.6 quintillion hashes every second, which is absolutely insane. You think that's a lot? Not really. It's only about 0.54% of the total computational power of the whole Bitcoin mining network. So, like I said, this is not the first time that TerraWolf is going to go green. Back in March of 2022, they first started mining on Lake Marina, which was hydropowered. And now they're trying to up the game and go nuclear. So, like I said, Terawolf is not only just pioneering mining and green energy with the hydro and nuclear, but also they're pioneering the way to manage the power grid. So, this is going to be a delicate balance. Supply, demand. Bitcoin price goes down. Well, you're able to cut the power, divert it to other places, commercial, residential. Bitcoin price goes up. They can divert their hydro, nuclear, to their mining rigs. So, this is going to be a whole new way of thinking about green energy plus also the balance between supply, demand, and managing the power grid. Yuga Labs! Did you know, Luke? Yuga Labs is a $4 billion company. Absolutely insane. Well, they're going to debut their first Bitcoin based NFT project later this week. The company announced that on Monday or yesterday. Now, this is going to be different from their other collections. Uh, their other collections are usually around 10,000, you know, or more uh, mints of NFTs. You know, they're apes, they're they actually bought uh, CryptoPunks, but this one is going to be called 12 Fold, and it's going to consist of 300 limited edition generative art pieces inscribed to the Bitcoin blockchain. These pieces are all 12 by 12 grids, and it's a reflection of the manner of which data is stored on the Bitcoin blockchain. And it's going to combine 3D graphics and hand drawn features. They're going to debut later this week. I'm going to hope to get my hands on one of them. I don't know with 300 pieces what price they're going to come out with. I can see them being very pricey. I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, afford one, to be honest with you. But if I can't, I'm going to try to scoop one up. Sticking with the Bitcoin network and NFTs, thanks to the popularity of ordinals, the Bitcoin network fees have skyrocketed, by the way. Passing $170,500 in fees on February 15th alone. However, the amount of fees paid to Bitcoin miners each day has steadily decreased from $54,000 on February 20th to currently just over around $11,000. Now, the question is, I just told you about the Yuga Labs 12x12 12 12 Bitcoin NFTs. Is that going to push the price back up? We're going to have to wait and see. Robinhood said today that they were subpoenaed by the SEC or the Securities and Exchange Commission back in December. And this subpoena from the SEC was regarding Robinhood's supported cryptocurrencies, custody of currencies, and platform operations. Robinhood currently lists 18 cryptocurrencies on its trading platform, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Dogecoin. Robinhood said it's received similar subpoenas requests from the California Attorney General's office regarding its trading platform, custody of consumer assets, and customer disclosures and coin listings. This is all because of the FTX collapse, FTX has forced regulators to move faster on controlling a fast-moving and convoluted space. And they're doing this in the name of protecting investors. SEC Chair Gary Gensler wants to crack down on all the coins and tokens that he believes are unregistered securities. And he's made it clear that he believes that essentially everything in the crypto market, except for Bitcoin, fits this description. So, the SEC is moving fast and they're going to be cracking down. What does this mean for Robinhood? Only time will tell in the courts and finally in the wake of this whole nft marketplace battle blur OpenSea, and creator royalties what are the other nft marketplaces doing editor-in-chief dan roberts talked to super rare and their cto the other day jonathan perkins super rare is a company i'm very familiar with since they're a san diego-based company and they were launching around the same time i was living in san diego back in 2018 they said that their royalties are not going away John told Editor-in-Chief Dan Roberts and Decrypt this, in quote. We took a fairly controversial move at the time to include artist royalties. What we said is, if we can help artists make money through royalties, why not at least try? So we played some of the part of establishing some kind of standard, at least from the art side. Royalties are not going away on super rare. What I think we're seeing pan out now is just the kind of chaos of a new market taking shape. NFT markets isn't just about pictures of monkeys and penguins. There's a wider NFT marketplace, he says. He concludes by saying, if you think in terms of blur versus OpenSea, at OpenSea, there is surely an art. But there's also domain names, insurance contracts, collectibles, and many other things that are not art. So what he's trying to say is on SuperRare, there will always be creator royalties. However, if you're looking at the NFT market in general, in the wider space of it, the wider industry that's being created, there's a lot more things than just art. And that also has to be taken into account. We're talking about deeds on houses. We're talking about insurance contracts, collectibles, all kinds of different things that are being NFT'd so you can verify your ownership. Should that be royaltyed? Should that not be royaltyed? I think what he's saying is that shouldn't be. That's just part of creating a better system of verifying ownership of something. What do you think of this whole debate? I haven't heard much from our listeners about this. Email me, MatthewAaron at decrypt.co. And that was Tuesday's GM. I hope you're having a great morning. We'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy huddling, everyone.